Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Residents at the Woodland East Mobile Home Park, north of Vancouver, say they've been dealing with many challenges over the last seven years. They have filed more than 100 complaints against their landlord with the Washington Attorney General's office. They say their rent has more than doubled since 2017. And they recently found out that the park is for sale at a price that might mean much bigger rent hikes in the near future. Alexis Wisend and Mia ryder Marks have been writing about the Woodland East Mobile Home Park for the Columbian, and they both join us now. It's great to have you both in the studio. Yeah, thanks for having us. Alexis, first, can you describe Woodland East? Yeah, Woodland East is a 55 and older mobile home park that's located just outside of Clark County um, into uh, Cowlitz County. Um, Even though it's a 55 and older community, most of the residents are over the age of 70. Um, The houses in that neighborhood go for around 70,000 to 150,000. Um, it's about a 20-minute drive from Vancouver. It's a very cozy and quaint neighborly community. Hmm. Mia, what did you hear from residents there about rent increases in recent years? Yeah, so since the new owner bought the park in 2017, rents have gone up about 250% for tenants. Um, and right now, residents are paying around 1050 but in March, that will go up to 1250 hmm. And residents told us this is basically a breaking point for them, and this next rent period will be bordering very close to what a lot of them make for Social Security. What does rent actually pay for at a mobile home park? Yeah. So when you hear rent uh, or renting, you think of renting a house or an apartment, but that's not how it works in this situation. They are homeowners. They own their home, but they rent the land beneath them. um, And then they the rent goes towards their shared amenities, like um, their clubhouse, um, those kind of things. Uh, but this is what gravitates a lot of older adults towards um, mobile home parks because they're considered an affordable option. Even though you have to pay rent, you own a home for maybe a fifth of what it would cost in other areas. Hmm. Alexis, how do current rents at Woodland East compare to the average rent for a traditional one-bedroom apartment in Clark County? In Clark County, it's about three quarters of fair market rent for a one-bedroom apartment. And just, just the the rent for the land. Right, and so that's that particularly that's that's when it's going to go up to twelve fifty in March in Cowlitz County, which is you know it's kind of in, in between these these two counties in Cowlitz County where it's located. That's a one-bedroom apartment, basically. Fully. Yeah, fair market. Um, but Mia, tenants might be paying for a mortgage on their physical homes as well? Yes. And on top of things like medical expenses that a lot of older adults have, if you didn't plan for this financially, it's pretty unsustainable. Hmm. Alexis, you both describe the owner of the property, Michael Werner, as a mobile home park mogul. What can you tell us about him? So Michael Werner is from Vancouver. He and his wife, Denise Werner, own around a dozen RV mobile home parks around Northwest Oregon and Southwest Washington. Um, We specifically say Michael Werner because that's whose name was listed in the property records. But he and his wife uh, have an investment company called Deer Point Meadows that um, a lot of these properties are owned by. Um, The Werners have developed a, a bit of a reputation our, uh, the Columbian and other local news outlets have reported on excessive rent increases at 
their other parks and um, they especially gained some notoriety. Um, I think you actually reported on this when um, recently they were fined a million dollars by the Washington Attorney General for illegal evictions in in Owaco uh, RV and mobile home park. Yeah, we, we did a conversation uh, about that with uh, a reporter from KMUN. I, I, I think that was actually, that was when there had been complaints, um, but but before a, a fine was levied. Uh, Mia, you reached out to Michael Werner. Did you hear anything from him or the companies that, that he and his wife own? No, we didn't hear back. Hmm. Alexis, for what it's worth, we also reached out to Deer Point Meadows, that, that's Werner's company, which owns Woodland East. Uh, we got no response. You did report that Woodland East residents said that park management explained the rent increases, as you said, 250% in six years, by pointing to property tax increases. What did you find when you looked into tax records? Well, we know that property taxes have increased. So we wanted to understand whether that could be you know, a viable reason for these rent increases. But when we looked at property tax records, it only increased about $18,000 between 2018 and 2023. When you do the math and see the lowest amount that renters at Woodland East Mobile Home Park are paying and multiply that by 130, they're making um, at least half a million dollars more from these rent increases. Half a million dollars, $18,000. Hmm. Besides rent increases, Mia, what did you hear from residents uh, about the management of this mobile home park? Yeah, residents told us that some of their maintenance requests um, weren't fulfilled in a timely manner um, for common areas like their clubhouse, which would be the owner's and property management's responsibility. Hmm. Alexis, do you have a sense for how many tenants have already been evicted? Not many have been evicted, and that's that's because these residents are doing everything they can to keep from being evicted. They expect more evictions once the rent continues to grow up because residents say that they've they basically reached a, a breaking point. Um, but the reason why they don't want, they especially are doing everything they can not to be evicted. They're having family members move in with them to help them pay the rent. They're choosing between which medications they can afford. They're pinching pennies anywhere they can is because um, it's very different being evicted from a mobile home park compared to being evicted from an apartment. What does happen if you're evicted from a mobile home park? You have 120 days to either sell your mobile home or relocate it somewhere else. So relocating it, that's going to take a lot of money. You need to get permitting. You need to figure out who's going to help you move. You need to find a place where you can move that home that's going to accept you with an eviction record as well within 120 days. And if you're not being, if you can't pay rent, you know, it's it's unlikely that you're going to have the finances to do that. Hmm. On the other hand, if you want to sell it within the 120 days, residents are upset because they think that the value of their homes have gone down because of these rent increases. So you have to, you know, buy this home, but then you also have to pay these very excessive rents as well. Hmm. This is the, the complicated, it's just it's one more example of the, the complicated realities of owning a, a mobile home and renting the space where, where it's set up. Uh, and, and even how the, 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 the rent you'd pay for the space can affect the value of the home and the, your ability to sell it to somebody else. I should just remind folks, if you're just tuning in, 
We're talking right now with Mia Ryder-Marks and Alexis Wisend. They cover affordable housing and homelessness at the Columbian. They recently wrote about the many challenges that residents are facing at the Woodland East Mobile Home Park north of Vancouver. Mia, your article mentions a law that went into effect last summer in Washington that was supposed to help tenants who live in mobile home parks like this one. What was the purpose of the law? Yeah, Senate Bill 5198 was passed by lawmakers last summer. Um, before the law, mobile home park residents might not even know that their park was for sale until they received a notification of new ownership. But now with this law, it requires park owners to notify residents that their park is for sale so that they have a chance to buy it. Um, the law gives residents and eligible organizations like a local government or nonprofits um, 70 days to make a bid for the park. Hmm. It seems that residents of Woodland East are a a test case for this new law because they found out recently that their park is for sale. How did they find out? The um, Homeowner Association president was looking online one day and stumbled across the listing on a site called LoopNet. Um, she then sent out a link to residents and filed, or they all filed a complaint with the Washington Attorney General that they hadn't been notified. And around 48 hours later, they received a print notification from their park owners. That seems to be very different than the, the way the law was supposed to work. Mm. Alexis, the asking price is $33 million. I mean, as Mia was just saying, the idea of this recent Senate bill, this new Washington law, is to, to give mobile home park residents the chance to, to come together to, to buy their park or to have some other entity, maybe a nonprofit, buy it for them. Could they do that uh, given a sale price, an offering price of $33 million? For that amount of money, it doesn't seem likely. We talked to Rock Northwest, which is a nonprofit that helps residents like these buy their park and, and figure out their financials. And what they told us is that um, the residents would ba basically have to double their lot rent in order to afford the park, which the residents might be willing to do, but a bank probably would think that's too risky to loan oh, money in terms to them. Of a, a, a turning, instead of paying rent, a mortgage of that level, banks would say, no, we don't think you're good for it. Right, right. And so, you know, the land is assessed by the county to be worth around $8 million. The Warners bought it for $8.9 million back in 2017. Um, after this article came out, we got calls from brokers saying, you know, market-wise, they're looking at probably $16 million. Either way, $33 million is viewed as excessively high. What did you hear about what makes a mobile home park like this one? And, and this one, again, this is for older residents, 55 and up, and you said many of them, the majority are, are 70 and up. What is attractive to this, uh, uh, to uh, investors, uh, a place like this? So for all age parks, your ability to pay rent depends on your employment. So if you lose your job, if you're in the hospital for a month, you're not receiving you know, money from your employer anymore. That affects the park's owner, park owner's ability to receive the rent. But when you're a senior and you're on a fixed income, you have social security payments or other kind of payments coming in monthly. That's guaranteed cash that can go directly into rent. Hmm. You reported that the landlord, they are already under contract with a prospective buyer. Is that legal? I mean, you, you were just talking about the 70-day period that's supposed to give tenants time to come up with their own offer. So how do you square these? Right. We don't really know. We never got a clear answer on that. 
Um, it's a very confusing process right now. So we spoke to someone who helped draft the language from uh, the law's language. She works for Rock Northwest. And she said that the intention of the bill was to give eligible organizations and residents 70 days to make that bid. That's why the bill has a timeline. But when you read the law, it doesn't exactly say that. It doesn't seem to say it explicitly. So we will see what the answer to that is after the attorney general either uh, you know, confirms a contract and takes an enforcement action or whether they don't. Hmm. Mia, let's, let's look forward. Can you tell us about House Bill 2114, which Washington lawmakers and housing advocates are pushing for now? Yeah, the law would give a little more protection for renters because um, it aims to prevent excessive rent increases for renters and mobile home owners. um, Because right now, Washington doesn't have any rent control or any rent increase ceiling. Um, So with this new bill, residential landlords would only be able to raise their rent 5% within each lease year. Hmm. How might the current situation for Woodland East residents be different if that law were already in effect. Yeah, this law was in effect um, since 2017, and rent can only be raised around 5% each year. Their rent would be around $500 today. As opposed to over 1,000, potentially heading to over 1,200 just in a couple months. Exactly. Hmm. Let's say that Michael Werner is able to sell his property for anywhere close to $33 million. What would the new buyer be likely to do in terms of rent increases? If, if you buy it for that much, how much do you have to make in rent t- to make your investment worth it? Yeah, they'd ha- probably have to raise the rent to pay off the $33 million bill. I mean, it's an investment. You definitely wouldn't want to buy a park for $33 million and lower the rents if you're trying to make a profit. Hmm. Alexis, what's the latest you've heard from Woodland East residents? Well, they're frustrated. You know, the, this entire a process for them has been very confusing. Um, they have been upset that they thought that this law was their savior, basically. And uh, as we pointed out in our article, it's kind of sh- put a little pressure and shown the cracks on this bill. Um, you know, I, I wanted to mention that the attorney general can only take an action, an enforcement action, after a transaction has been made. And so we don't think that necessarily makes the transaction void afterwards. And then the fine for uh, not following this law is only $10,000. And so, you know, these are multi-million dollar investment companies. $10,000 to them is not a lot. And the That's residents a small are price aware. to pay for doing business exactly. for them. Exactly. A fraction. Hmm. Um, but there are some updates. So they did make a $16 million bid. They're guessing that that bid is going to be ignored because, you know, it's around half the price of what the Warners are asking for. Uh, They also filed another complaint against them for um, potentially going into a contract within the 70 days they were supposed to have to make a bid. Um, And even though that 70 days is supposed to be up starting tomorrow on the 24th, uh, a couple of investors read our story and they want to purchase a plot of land in Woodland and move everyone over to that plot of land. So they're reaching out to Rock Northwest and the Woodland City Council right now for help. I mean, it's worth saying that that is a kind of of uh, 
of a single response to, you know, to enterprise reporting as opposed to a, a policy change at the state level that, that could be a, a substantive change that could prevent this broadly, that this is, it's, it's sort of like, you know, a GoFundMe for one person as opposed to, um, to a broad change in how we fund healthcare, say. But I, I'm just curious, well, you know, before we say goodbye, what's the broader picture here? What are local officials in Clark or Cowlitz counties or the city of Vancouver what are they saying about the need to create or preserve affordable housing? We've heard a lot from local officials about creating more affordable housing, not so much preserving affordable housing. We haven't heard any plans from state legislature le- legislators about making edits to this law. Um, we'll see what happens after you know this entire process is finished. Um, but the Woodland City Council, it seems like they are going to have a chance to, at least for this specific scenario, make a change. As far as this of you know uh, this happening statewide, we haven't heard anything. Alexis and Mia, thanks very much. Thank you. Alexis Wisend is an affordable housing and homelessness reporter at the Columbian, along with Mia Ryder Marks. You can read their most recent article about this. There's a link on our website as well. If you tune in to Think Out Loud because you love learning about what's happening in our region, you'll love listening to The Evergreen. This weekly podcast paints an audio portrait of the Pacific Northwest through the stories of the people who live here. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.